Welcome to the Run Nerd Library Podcast, a podcast for those who eat, sleep, breathe, train, think, talk, and read about running, and those who are curious. I'm the host, Don Hahn, a self-proclaimed run nerd. I consider myself more of a running enthusiast than an expert, fueled by coffee and blind optimism. This podcast will feature running experts talking about their books and enthusiasts like me who are here to discuss their books with them. Whether you're listening on your commute or on your run, we are happy to have you here. I think a good starting point for this podcast is for me to define my run nerd experience. The starting point was August of 2004, although at the time I did not realize it. I was sitting on the couch in my apartment in Champaign, Illinois, with my newborn daughter Annalise resting peacefully on my lap. On the television was the Olympic Marathon. That was the year that Meb Kaflesky won the silver medal for the United States. I sat there and watched the entire marathon. It's the first time I'd ever watched a marathon on TV, or at all. And I was captured by the strength and the perseverance and the endurance of the men who were in that race. What a fantastic accomplishment to complete 26.2 miles of running. What a true testament to the human condition. It captured my imagination, and I told myself that I would run a marathon someday. I probably mentioned that out loud to some folks as well, that I plan to run a marathon. And most of the folks who I mentioned it to brushed it off, not thinking that it was something that I would actually complete. Fair enough, I had been sedentary for a while at that point, and I probably hadn't run a full mile in over a year. But still, the seed was planted. I'll fast forward in time about four months or so and some disturbing news. My daughter Annalise, now around six months old, was diagnosed with a disorder called neurofibromatosis. Her variation was NF1. As young parents, we were shocked by the diagnosis of a disorder we had never heard of. The internet in 2005 wasn't quite what it is today, but it was still pretty solid. So, of course, the first thing that we did was started all of the internet sleuthing we could to find out more about this disorder. When you search for anything, you get the extremes. You get the full spectrum from mild to severe cases, especially when it comes to diseases and disorders. What we found at the time was that there really were no treatments or cures for neurofibromatosis. There were really only a couple of universities that were even doing research. The University of Alabama was at the time one of the main players in that space, and they were doing some genetic testing um, as well. There's a lot of places where you can find out what neurofibromatosis is these days. The Mayo Clinic is a great resource, as well as a number of other places. Um, Just in short, neurofibromatosis is a disorder that causes tumors to grow anywhere on the uh, human nervous system. As we did our research, 
we were taken aback by what what the possibilities were that this disorder could cause for our daughter. We knew that we weren't microbiologists or biochemists or anybody that was going to spend time in the lab doing research to find a cure for this disorder. But through our internet sleuthing, we came across an organization that today is called the Children's Tumor Foundation, ctf.org. And they have an endurance program where you can run a marathon and raise money for NF research. Liz and I talked about it. Liz is my wife. And we agreed that this would be something that I should look into as a way that we could have, have more than just hope. We could be active in the solution. So I reached out to CTF, and at the time, their recruiter was a lady named Allie. Allie gave me a call right back, and we had a conversation about joining their program. As I mentioned, at the time, I was sedentary. I hadn't run at all for a while. So I said to Allie, I think what I'll do is go ahead and get started in the training plan, and if things are going well, I'll reach back out to you and get signed up to be part of your program. Allie was very smart and wise, and she suggested that I go ahead and sign the dotted line that day because it would add additional motivation for me to know that I was already signed up for the marathon. So that day, I committed to running 26.2 miles at the Chicago Marathon in October of 2005. Allie, of course, provided me with resources, training materials, um, pointed me towards Hal Higdon's Marathon Training Guide for Beginners, and also connected me with Steve Kendra, who was the director for the endurance program at the time. Incidentally, Steve and I have continued to be in contact over the years as friends. He's been involved in a number of neurofibromatosis-related organizations and charities, raising money and awareness for the cause. So that's really when... I first got into the idea of marathoning, even running road races at all. Um, my first road race was a 5K during that training plan. Um, and then I ran additional distances of a half marathon and a 30K in my build-up to the marathon that year. It didn't happen in a vacuum, though. There was a lot of information consumed over that time. Um, of course, Hal Higdon's book, related to marathon training for beginners. I also read both of the prevailing magazines at the time, Runner's World, which is still around, and Running Times, which has since been purchased by Runner's World. I had subscriptions to both of those magazines and took in everything I could out of those magazines. I also frequented the library quite a bit, getting anything I could running-related there. And that's really where the passion started. Although at the time, I did not realize that I was a run nerd in the making. I've always been fascinated by running-related materials, things to read. Whether it was Chris Lear's Running with the Buffaloes, Kenny Moore's Bowerman, or the first novel that I ever read about running, Once a Runner. Once a Runner, incidentally, is considered kind of the quintessential novel of the running genre, if you will. 
I first became aware of the book probably around 15-ish years or so ago. At that time, you really couldn't locate copies of it. The internet wasn't quite as robust as it is today, where you can find anything that you want within a couple of clicks and make the purchase. At that point, the book wasn't in publication anymore, um, and it was kind of a dire situation if you wanted to get a hold of a copy. In fact, books were being uh, checked out of the library and not returned. Runners just wanted to have a copy of the novel on their bookshelf. When I did find a copy at my local library, I read it voraciously, and it was an exciting book to read. I read it cover to cover. Um, When you think about something that really incites your passion, that was this book for me. Um, It was a page turner that I could sink my teeth into. I did return it to the library, by the way, so somebody else could check it out after me. Subsequently, I think probably with the help of Runner's World, the book did go back into publication. Now you can find it on a number of websites for purchase, including my shop at www.runnerdlibrary.com forward slash shop. It's definitely a novel that I would recommend anybody with an interest in running pick up a copy for yourselves and hang on to it. John L. Parker Jr., author of Once a Runner, also went on to write two other novels. Racing the Rain is the prequel to Once a Runner, and Again to Carthage is the sequel to Once a Runner, all of them featuring the hero of the stories, Quentin Cassidy. Another novel that I really enjoyed, and one that I'm proud to say is now going to be published by Run Nerd Press, is Bill Kenley's book titled High School Runner. Bill is the boys' high school distance coach at Noblesville High School in Indiana. He's also a journalist by education and an English teacher by trade. High School Runner is a nice mix of a lot of things, including nostalgia, humor, good old-fashioned teenage hijinks, along with a funny story about a cross-country team. There are certain titles that you should buy and hang on to and keep them on your shelves. I've just um, just described all that fit the bill. And, um, you know, we'll be talking to Bill about his book in, in a future episode coming up here in May. So you can learn a little bit more about Bill Kenley. You can learn a little bit more about High School Runner. And you can learn a, bit, a little bit more about his process for writing. I think that's going to make for an exciting conversation. As you think about other things that you might want to read, um, we've talked about several novels already. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there. Um, you can cruise on over to the Run Nerd Library website to see what uh, what we, we have available. Um, there's children's titles, things that you can read to your kids, things that your kids can read on their own at, at the right level. Um, we also have a list of titles that are written at a really academic level for training and research-based materials. What I'm hoping to do with Run Nerd Library is make these materials accessible to you. I want you to be able to I want you to be able to find things that are interesting for you to read. Um, look for things a little bit off the beaten path as far as running titles go as well. I want you to be able to find things that challenge your beliefs when it comes to training and fitness. And I want to help people who aren't necessarily runners find things that they can connect with that may not be 100% running focus, but tell the tale of running while in the story. So we'll focus on products like Unbroken, Running with Sherman, Finding Gobi, and others as we take this journey together.
I think everybody who's a runner should have a run nerd library, whether you're an avid reader or someone who reads occasionally. There's a lot that you can pick up and find interest in. So let's talk about the run nerd podcast and who we're going to feature in the future. I've already mentioned that Bill Kenley will be on to talk about high school runner. We will also have another local coach here in Indiana, Scott Lidskin on to talk about his book, Sisu lessons from the cross country course. Scott is a state championship winning coach and he shares his perspective on what it takes to achieve excellence in high school cross country. We'll also be talking to Dr. Jason Carp. Dr. Jason Carp um, also has ties to Indiana as a graduate student from IU. Uh, he'll be on to talk about a number of titles. He's an avid researcher, uh, coach, and a prolific writer. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. We'll also be talking to Todd Corbin about his book, Mindfulness for Student Athletes. It's a really great workbook and approach to helping students develop the the mental toughness, the fortitude that they need to be competitive athletes and stay in the moment in the game. Todd is a coach, a mindfulness coach, and he's also an avid runner. So we look forward to having that conversation with him. We're working on getting several other folks scheduled and we'll have updates on on those folks as soon as, um, as soon as we have dates and time set up for them. I'm really looking forward to the conversations that we're going to have. I encourage you to submit questions ahead of the conversations. You can find the schedule for the podcast on the Run Nerd Library website. Click on podcast to see the, the full schedule. Again, reach out to us from any of our social media feeds. You can find us at Run Nerd Library, R-U-N-N-E-R-D Library on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, folks, it's time in the in the episode to come full circle and close the loop on a few of things of the things we talked about in the first segment. First of all, I want to say that I'm happy to report Annalise is a healthy 18-year-old. While we still monitor neurofibromatosis uh, on an annual basis, um, she has continued to thrive throughout her life. She just recently graduated high school and she'll be off to Purdue University in the fall. So we're super excited about that. As far as the Chicago Marathon in 2005, I did complete the race. Uh, I wasn't able to quite get the goal time that I had in mind, but I was excited to uh, to actually complete the race. We raised um, beyond our goal for the Children's Tumor Foundation, um, so that was exciting, and we were able to contribute to research that um, has since led to a lot of different um, alternative treatments for neurofibromatosis and potentially uh, some cures in the making. So we're proud of that as well. I've since gone on to run four other marathons and countless other 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. Still only have that 130K in my in my book. It was the Q95 Rock and Run in 2005. Uh, so if you see a 30K out there somewhere, let me know. I might like to pick one up again someday. But I thought I'd just kind of close that loop for you guys in case you were curious about how Annalise is doing and what, what the heck ever happened um, in that race for me. 
Okay, folks, I told you about the transformational moment in my life when I became a run nerd. Subconsciously, unknowingly, but it happened. And that path to being a bigger and better run nerd continued every day thereafter. I'd like to hear from you. If you consider yourself a run nerd, when was that moment that you became one? And how have you continued to develop as a run nerd over the years? Drop a note in our social media at Run Nerd Library on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening and come back next time.